0: Welcome. I am here with another very special guest. Why don't you say your name?
1: Holden!
0: That was a little loud. Yeah. Not so loud, buddy.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Just talk normally. Okay. Okay. So, Holden. What? What kind of music do you like?
1: Um. Well. I like metal.
0: You like metal?
1: Yeah, hard metal. Like what? Like Five Finger Death Punch.
0: Why don't you uh, sing your favorite part for everybody?
1: Uh, Five Finger Death Punch.
0: Yeah, Five Finger Death Punch.
1: And um, well, I don't really want to.
0: You don't want to? Okay. And you like Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. What's your favorite Lady Gaga song?
1: I don't know the name, but you know which one it is.
0: Is it... Which one is it?
1: Bad Romance.
0: Bad Romance, that's <laughs> yeah. right. And you like Sia? Sia. Sia? Yeah. Um, Who else do you like?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: You don't know? Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say?
1: Well... Before this podcast, I was eating a Twix.
0: That's true. He does not tell lies. Before this podcast, he was eating a Twix. All right. Say goodbye, Holden. Bye! Bye.
2: All right.
1: With Andy and Andy More than fine, Not quite two bands With
0: Andy and Andy Hello again everyone And welcome to episode 3 Of YouTube two bands With Andy and Andy My name is Andy Brown And of course alongside me is my co-host
2: episode 3 revenge of the andy
0: the <laughs> andy strike back um so That's before fine. we uh get get into things uh i had a few uh housekeeping notes um the first is that we actually lied to our listeners at the end of last episode last week
2: we didn't lie
0: yeah we just, we just changed
2: didn't we have much. a plan
0: yeah yeah so instead of uh this being Radiohead versus Spiritualize, we're doing ye old uh, Britpop debate, um, which kind of rivals the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, uh, I think, in terms of an intensity, uh, which of it's course like the is... the 90s uh, version. Yep, yep, the 90s version, which of course is Blur versus Oasis, um, which is kind of weird, um, mm-hmm. because I don't think they really have all that much in common. Um other than that, they were really good bands in the early 90s that were from England. Um,
2: kind of like the Beatles and Stones, then?
0: Yeah, yeah, basically.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, also, I meant this is polling from episode one, um, but I just happened across this today. Um, when we were talking about the Beatles, um, I said that your blues was on Abbey Road. And then you said you thought white it was album. let it be. Yeah, turns out, yeah, it was the white album. So,
2: uh, you know, they got a lot of songs on a lot of albums. They get mixed up sometimes.
0: Yep, yeah. And both of us got that warm, wrong. So, no big. No. <laughs> um, and the last thing um, is that uh, I'll put a link in the description for this. Um, and I'm, I promise I'm not going to push this podcast very much. Um, on the music podcast but I do have another podcast and it's about politics called uh, Talk Democratic Dysfunction um, and I would encourage people um, to check out at least about the first 45 minutes of the uh, last episode um, because we interviewed our friend Ryan Morgan aka Attack Imu, um, who's down in Honduras working with uh, Witness for Peace and Basically, to make a long story short, um, in 2009, there was a military coup, and this guy, Juan Orlando, was installed uh, as president. He's basically been uh, building a dictatorship ever since. And then in uh, November of last year, um, they had an obviously fraudulent um, election. And even the fact that he was on the ballot was illegal in the first place. Um, You're banned from running for re-election by the Constitution. And since then, there's been widespread protests and uh, um, the state police and military police have been um, murdering and disappearing and uh, torturing people um, with impunity. And this is the week building up to uh, his re-inauguration. it's expected to be um, really explosive. Um, so that's important to me. So if you want to check that out... Um, you should they should have elected
2: that. Tony Orlando.
0: They should have. That would be way better than Juan Orlando. Um, so how was your week, Andy?
2: It was super cool.
0: Right on. What happened this well, week? Well,
2: mostly, mostly the weekend. Um, well, as... Uh anyone that actually knows me knows that I'm like a massive kiss fan. Correct. And uh this Saturday in Atlanta they had like the biggest kiss convention probably ever. Nice. And I met a bunch of people that I've known online for like as long as I've known you online. Um and so I was just that was a lot of fun. I met a lot of people, hung out with a lot of people and it was uh like, a pretty big deal in KISS fandom world, and it was awesome.
0: So what what kind of things uh, go on at, at a, a KISS convention?
2: Well, the main thing was, is um, when Ace Fraley left the band, the original lead guitarist in 1982 was replaced by a guy named Vinny Vincent, who stuck around for two albums, and on those two albums he was like, the ma- majority co-writer on, on most of the songs. So he he wrote with Gene and Paul, and and those two albums kind of um, brought them back from the obscurity they had entered into in the early 80s. And so, but he, you know, he wanted to be paid more than they were paying him. He didn't want to be a side man, so he didn't sign the contract. He left the band, blah, blah, blah. I started his own band. And then... uh Sued Kiss, lost, and then pretty much fell off the face of the earth for, like, 20 years. His last public appearance was in, uh, I think, 1996. And so Saturday was his first public appearance since then. And there was people... That's why there was people coming in from all over the world for this thing.
0: Well, damn, yeah. As a Kiss fan, I'm sure that was super exciting.
2: It was pretty huge. I'll bet. Momentous.
0: Yeah. Well... Undoubtedly, that was the highlight of your week.
2: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, until I go meet Gene Simmons and get my two thousand dollars Gene Simmons vault, it's the highlight of my week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> actually, we we haven't talked about that on the pod yet. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people about that?
2: Um. Well, uh, you know, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and I'm actually a fan of their music, and. Um, Uh, Gene Simmons is releasing this box set With like uh, 11 CDs 166 songs that have never been out So that's like manna from heaven for me Uh, The only way you can get it though Is to pay him $2,000 And go meet him so he can hand it directly to you And probably like Scare you from trying to upload it online Or anything
0: (laughs) Yeah probably
2: (laughs) Uh, On the other hand though
0: I mean It's $2,000 but still Like Gene Simmons is going to physically hand it to you, in person. Oh yeah, and
2: you get you get at least five minutes, you know, actual quality time. When I did the Kiss meet and greet in twenty ten, it was like maybe fifteen seconds. You got to talk to each guy, you know, snap a quick photo, say a quick word, and move along. Let the next person in. But uh, so this this is going to be like actual quality time and and a uh, wow. cool event. And he he plays a little acoustic. Uh, set and they give you the free food and drinks and I, I think you know it's 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 expensive but it's a good value.
0: Yeah, I mean for me, like uh, that would be like if I got to meet Tom York or something, you know. And if I had two thousand right. dollars, I would pay two thousand dollars for that. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have it, but I figured out a way to find it and made it happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, did you watch any uh football this weekend?
2: I listened to it on the radio and I was extremely disappointed because I was like thinking how awesome would a Minnesota versus Jacksonville Super Bowl be?
0: And yeah, that's definitely what that I was reading. Totally for. didn't happen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Jacksonville even like uh went into the fourth quarter with a ten point lead and then uh Oh yeah Tom Brady was the best quarterback Fucking of Tom all Brady. time once again.
2: Um, Highlight of the football weekend for me, the Tom Brady post-game interview. I don't know if it was TV and radio, because I was just listening to radio. But he's being interviewed, and he says, Man, that game was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the commentator, he's like, okay, I, We apologize for that language, and we know, Tom's very excited, and he's in the moment. And Tom goes, No, no, I mean it. That was fucking unbelievable.
0: Well, I mean, like, Tom, or... Uh, Excuse me. Tom
2: can do whatever the fuck he wants.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Like, are we going to get offended because Tom Brady said the fuck word on television?
1: I
2: was on that note. I was talking to my friend. We were talking about how Ted Nugent is playing the symphony orchestra room here in Atlanta, which, like, used to be a classy place. It's still a classy place, but now they're, like, booking whoever that whoever. So, Ted Nugent, he was like, man, Ted Nugent is playing the symphony, and and that room has lost all its class. And I'm like, dude, Ted Nugent playing the symphony is an accurate reflection of the times that we are living in right now.
0: Yes, it is. (laughs) I mean, Kid Rock uh, teased his uh, album by pretending to run for Senate. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's just, uh, that's, yeah, idiocracy in action. Yep. Um Camacho, comes, Davis. <laughs> uh
0: Yeah, and then in, in the other game, um, I, I really liked uh, the Vikings. I thought they were a really good team heading into the playoffs, but the big question that I had about them was uh, still, even though he'd been really good pretty much all season long, I still did not uh, trust Case Keenum. And...
2: Yeah, he he finally uh Yeah, he turned into a his pumpkin. Cu- yeah, turn yeah. turned, turned yeah. into a rookie. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then uh Nick Foles <laughs> carved up the really good uh Vikings defense. I didn't see that one coming. So uh, yeah,
2: I don't I don't I don't know what's gotten into Nick Foles, but I'm sure they're gonna lose in two weeks, so it doesn't really matter.
0: Well I think it might be uh uh getting away from uh ex Rams coach jeff fisher um because like in the past uh two seasons prior to this one the jeff fisher rams had nick Foles. uh they had case keenum and then last year they had the rookie jared Goff, who looked like a total bust last year right and then this year all three of them were very good quarterbacks so,
2: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Yeah, it might be like, uh, and all, all as
2: replacements too. Right? Oh no, no, I guess the Rams Goff was like the starter from the get go, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they built. But Keenum
2: all. and and uh, Foles were both replacements, right?
0: Yep. And uh, in fact, Keenum came into the season as uh, the number three in Minnesota.
2: Right. So Bridgewater and uh, somebody else.
0: Oh, actually, number two, because um, Bridgewater still had that. Um, Horrific knee injury that he was Recovering from Um,
2: I wish Chris Berman was Still around doing like football commentary So he could call him Teddy Bridge over Troubled Waters
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely what he would call him Too (laughs) (laughs) No doubt (laughs) Um So (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh
0: so, shifting from uh, uh, sport over to music, which, of course, is the uh, subject of this podcast, not movies.
2: From uh, politics <laughs> to music to... We haven't even talked about movies today. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: well, I politics mistakenly called it a movies podcast. Sports. In a, yeah, yeah. The first I've, episode. I've already
2: forgiven you and forgotten about that. <laughs>
0: um, so, the this news doesn't... Uh, affect me all too much but I thought you might have um, some reaction to it um, all right. not, that, not that I have anything against them I, I like them as far as it goes but I'm just not a big uh, fan of uh, Slayer but uh, apparently I don't know if you saw this they announced that they are doing their last tour and then they are retiring
2: um, probably about 15 years overdue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a... Uh, i mean,
2: I'm, it's only... It's only... Half of Slayer and not the good half. Uh, I was never much of a big Slayer fan, though.
0: Well, I guess I'll ask you. Because I was wondering about this. Because, uh... I know back in, like, I don't know... Late 80s, early 90s, whatever it is, that they were kind of big for a, a minute, sort of, among Metal They were Man. in the
2: big four of Thrash.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, like, it kind of seemed like they had these, like, um, anti-capitalist, like, anti-war kind of songs. Um, yeah, they did have some of that. And and now they're Trump supporters. So, was that well, a case where... Well, they're older
2: and they have more money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, is that a case where, like, the guys who wrote those songs left? Or is that just... Uh, they're older and they I have think more money
2: now. Not, I don't know a whole lot about Slayer, but I think the singer, Tom Araya, is the main lyricist as well. And he is still in the band. So it probably was just him getting older and richer and changing the way he saw things.
0: So it's kind of like a Metallica type. He's also, he's also type. Catholic,
2: so I don't know if maybe oh, yeah. you know that okay. had any effect. Yeah.
0: That probably does. So that's kind of like a Metallica type situation. Of Course, we'll absolutely get into Metallica when we get to Metallica. I think we're gonna do. Doesn't Metallica and Guns N' Roses make sense?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, because they did that big stadium uh-huh. tour together when they, they were, were kind both, both huge at, their peak at the same time. Yeah, 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 definitely makes sense.
0: All right, yeah, we'll definitely do that one. Um, I was also I looking over um, some of the albums that are coming out uh, this next year that. I might have New
2: Dean Ween album.
0: New Dean Ween? Yeah. What else? New Tool? That you're excited about. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up, and I think that one might be uh, Vaporware. We'll see. I
2: don't know. I think because they've been talking about it forever, and so I can see how you might see that, but apparently they're actually to the point of Maynard's writing lyrics and recording vocals, which is the last step for them.
0: Well, that would be interesting. I used to like me some Tool. you used to like who? Tool.
2: Oh yeah, I've I've always in, enjoyed Tool. Um, they've never been one of my favorites, but I I I, I get into them. I enjoy them.
0: Yeah. Um, I liked everything up through Lateralis, and then I didn't. I don't think I ever heard the f- follow up to that, whatever it was called.
2: Ten thousand uh, days.
0: Yeah, I never listened to that one.
2: It's it's good. Yeah. It's yeah. maybe not quite lateralus good, but it's good.
0: Yeah, and that one was really good. Um, did you yeah, that's see, the best. Did you see that one on uh, their tour?
2: I saw Tool twice, and I think it was both uh, post-10,000 Days.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I saw them twice, Because they,
2: they've been touring consistently, even though they haven't put on an album in 12 years.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I saw them twice. The first time... Um, it was at this, like, outdoor venue, um, in Boise, and, uh, they came out, and, uh, this was after Anima, and, like, Maynard was just pissed, like, at the fans the whole time, because they were, was like a mosh pit, you know, um, right, and he got, like, progressively madder and madder, um, and he would say, like, stuff like, uh, um, Our music is about anger because anger is positive. It's not about hate. Um, And, like, he tried at one point, like, uh, saying, uh, trying to do some, like, uh, uh, psychology on the audience. He was like, uh, um, You know what? People ask me what keeps me going on tour. And it's not the money, it's not the fame, it's not the drugs. It's all the hot, sweaty guys rubbing up against each other. Yeah. So that didn't work. I, like, they just kept doing it. I think most it. of
2: what Maynard says is just to see what kind of reaction he gets.
0: Yeah. But, like, like he was genuinely mad. Like, he was truly upset. Um, Maybe. No, he was. Because at one point, uh, he came out, and this was only, like, 30, 35 minutes into the show. Um uh, he just goes, "Well, here's the surprise. We're done," and then they just walked off.
2: I mean, I can I can buy that because you know they probably feel like, "Hey, we're here playing some you know out there music. Why don't you instead of just beating the shit out of each other, listen to it and experience it? You know, and that's you know when." band's playing, it's kind of a communion with the audience, and if the band is not connecting with the audience, and totally not feeling it, then, and and maybe, I mean, you know, it's pretty extreme to, to walk off, but, you know, as long as they fulfilled their contract, whatever it said, how long they had to play, then, fuck it.
0: Well, and yeah, you know, and I was one of those people, uh, you can probably imagine the kind of things that I did before going into that show, so, like, I was into what they were laying down, and uh, I was chilling, and I wasn't even real super upset when they walked off. Um, but that was my... Yeah, f- I mean,
2: experience, you know, you, I wouldn't be too upset about something like that, because you realize that it's like, you know, like, a rare, interesting experience. You know, you maybe didn't get the full show you were expecting, but you got something that not a lot of people will get.
0: Well, I just told you the story, right? <laughs> That's right. That was uh, <laughs> probably 20 years ago or so. Um, but then the other time that I saw Tool uh, was on the Lateralis tour, and that was one of the better um, shows that I've ever seen live. That was really good. Like they had, Yeah, uh,
2: they blew my mind both times I saw them, for sure.
0: Yeah, like there were no um, house lights on the stage at all. Uh, they were completely in darkness, and then they just had two big video screens set up on yeah. On the other side I, th- of I think I saw
2: that tour actually. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that was good. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. Um, I think the uh, moral of that story, kids, is that if you ever have access to uh, psychedelics and the opportunity to go see a tool show, you should take it. Um, no,
2: kids, don't do drugs.
0: <laughs> 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 don't do not do hard, addictive drugs, kids. Um,
2: I remember when I was uh, like 17 working in a, a pizza shop, this old hippie guy would hang out and he played pinball and I liked playing pinball. So on my break, I'd go back there and play pinball and chat with him. And I remember one day, just unsolicited, he was like, man. man. LSD is a strong drug and you better have a strong mind.
0: (laughs) He wasn't wrong. And I think that's good advice. Yeah, that is very good (laughs) advice. He was not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any other uh, albums you're looking forward to this year? Um...
2: I think there is, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, there's rumors that there might be a new Sleep album that they've been working on a new album. That would be massive. That would be awesome. Um, That'll be one you here. have
0: to turn me on to. I've never heard any Sleep.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, then yeah, I'll make that one of uh, uh, the featured albums of our new segment very soon. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I forgot to hit the button there. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> So you can just edit this part out because you'll have the recording of what I said while I didn't have the button pressed. So, yep. Sorry for creating additional editing. Okay, back to it. Oh no problem. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Dean Ween Group. That's my most anticipated one for now. Right. On. I don't think we count the uh, Gene Simmons Vault since that's you know archive release, not yeah, really that, a new that's release. Not
0: a new album. So, I'm looking forward uh, to these for varying degrees. Um, the Decemberists. Probably not your cup of tea. Um, no, not my thing. Yeah. I usually liked them, but uh, I really didn't like the last one. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Titus Andronicus has a new one coming out. I really like those guys. You might like them, I think
2: actually. I, I sampled them once and found it interesting, but didn't really grab me.
0: Yeah. Here's a weird one. The Breeders have a new album coming out weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, that could be interesting. Might not be interesting. Um, could
2: be a cannonball.
0: I hope so. Um I know you're looking forward to this one. Um Kanye has a new album coming out. Um, oh, yeah. interpool that's another one. Like Interpol randomly out of nowhere, they have a new album coming out. Um, of montreal has one coming out what do you think about i, I saw montreal? that
2: yeah. you know i i expected that i was gonna like really like them and i i i couldn't tell you what album i listened to i listened to a couple of their albums and this is probably in the mid aughts oh five oh six. and um the first time i listened to it i was like man this is really weird and cool and then the second time I listened to it, I was like, I never want to listen to these guys ever again.
0: <laughs> I can see both reactions, honestly.
2: Um, yeah, it just it was it was too much.
0: Yeah. Um, and for me,
2: and this they're cool. They do cool shit, but it's just not for me.
0: Yeah, um, I really like them, but I I can definitely see why people wouldn't. Um, right. This one, I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, which is uh, My Bloody Valentine, I guess, as a new All album. Right.
2: I did not know they had another one coming out.
0: Yep. and uh,
2: I liked that last new one they put out. I guess it was probably, what, five years ago five, now. But, yeah, uh, five years ago. It was pretty good.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's no Loveless, but nothing ever will be.
0: Right, yeah. That's. <laughs> I love the, uh, the takes when that album came out where people were like, this isn't Loveless. Like, well, <laughs> no shit. <But> shit. <laughs> if that's the standard, like, nothing they ever do will be good enough. But it was pretty damn They might as
2: well just go back to not releasing albums like they did yeah, for exactly. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it took them over a decade to put a new album out. And you're like, this is Just to realize,
2: like, okay, it's not going to be Loveless, but it's going to be okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it, it was actually really good, I thought. So... Did
2: you ever listen to the Dinosaur Junior album that uh, Kevin Shields did a lot of stuff on? Huh. Uh, I think it was um, uh, think it was handed over. It was like the last one before he became the Fog for a while.
0: Huh. I think I. It's, it's probably best probably check best, best Dinosaur
2: Junior album if you like them at all.
0: Yeah, I do like Dinosaur Junior. Um, so yeah, uh, I think five years as a uh, turnaround time for a new My Bloody Valentine. That's pretty amazing for My Bloody Valentine, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fast. Uh,
2: You watch, like, Tool will have another album out by, like, 2022, and we'll be like, holy shit. (laughs) Probably took them four years this time.
1: (laughs) Sweet. Uh, I can't
2: say anything. The Telestrian album that's coming out on April 20th, plug, uh, we started working on that in, like, early 2012.
0: Yeah, but you do have Miss Shrimpton from Spinal Tap on the drums. Well, yeah, that makes up for everything. Yeah, All is Forgiven. And it comes out on 420. That's 420 this coming one. Plug.
2: It's new whenever anyone hears it.
0: Yep. And this week, this is also music related, um, we resurrected one of your uh, brainstorming ideas that I thought was good from our early discussions um which was plugging an album um to the other andy um and yeah each we, ma- we make
2: we make each other listen to an album of our choosing
0: yep and then we have to and then listen review to it. it and then report back um
2: yeah i think that'll be pretty cool Fun. i
0: think so too um so why don't you go ahead and give me. Uh, your recommendation first
2: all right uh my album for you this week which uh, if you can't find it or if it's not on your favorite streaming services or whatever because it might not be i'll make sure i find a way for you to hear it <clears throat> and it will be uh Shaker, Shaker pilgrim's progress and this will come relevant to our later discussion
0: all right and uh is there anything you want to tell me in advance about that
2: uh, well, uh, they, uh, they were at their peak in the mid to late 90s, and, uh, then they broke up for about 10 years, and this was their second album after they reformed, and, um, it's pretty amazing. I think you're gonna like it a lot, and then you'll, uh, might swing to my later argument. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh,. <laughs> If you had to uh, put it in a, a genre, then what would you say it is?
2: Psychedelic Britpop.
0: Sounds good to me. All right. Yep. Um, so for my recommendation to you, I went a couple different ways. But I was a bit dismayed by the uh, how quickly you disdained the notion that uh, Kendrick Lamar is in any way comparable to the Beatles.
2: Oh, damn.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right.
2: (laughs) Is that the one I have to listen to? Damn?
0: Nope, not that one. Not that one. Okay, good. I like that one, but no. Um, So, your assignment is uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. um, And that's his second album. Um, And... The reason I picked that one is because of the context of it, which is that um, his first album was called uh, "Good Kid, Mad City," and that was like huge, like not necessarily commercially, but like in the rap world. Um, Right. And then he put a a verse out on uh, this song by Big Sean called "Control." Where he basically said that he was gonna like coming out to murder every other MC um, in the world, Um, and then he performed at the Grammys and like blew it away. Um,
2: Murdered every MC in the world,
0: basically. Yeah, so with this album, he had to number one, back that up, Um, number two, deal with like being a huge star for the first time and also um like while that album was uh gestating was when like ferguson happened and like black lives matter and all that came to the forefront gotcha and
2: uh so it's socially relevant
0: yes very much and that was like uh one of the things that like everybody um has to acknowledge about him like uh he has very thoughtful uh, things to say. Um,
2: well, nobody has to do anything, but I will listen to this album and give it a fair review next week.
0: All right. And I will certainly <laughs> listen to yours. And I, it sounds like I'm probably uh, pretty disposed to like it. So, I think you will. I, I think so, too. Um, so, uh, with that, I think we'll probably move on. Uh
2: Yeah, let's get into the Oasis vs. Blur.
0: Yes, and uh, I have had a little bit of feedback so far, and people have uh, maybe said it would be nice if we disagreed more, um, (laughs) (laughs) because we've generally been in agreement so far. Uh, We're on the
2: third episode. Come on, people.
0: I I know, I know, but... uh, and Give us some time. And sometimes discussion where you're agreeing can be just as productive as disagreeing. But I think it's yeah. safe to say we're going to disagree on this one.
2: Um, I'm going to disagree with you twice today. <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, we'll lead into it with a clip. Yeah, yeah,
1: Give it up for Oasis making their TV debut with Supersonic. I <laughs> need
0: first song was uh, Oasis, Supersonic, from uh, some British TV program, I guess that was their first clip uh, on TV ever. Uh, the second one was uh, Tender by Blur from Glastonbury in 2009. Um, and before we really get into the meat of this, uh, I just wanted to read a few quotes because Noel Gallagher is one of the funniest people on the face of the planet.
2: Uh, Oh yeah, he's amazing.
0: (laughs) He's an asshole, but he's a very funny asshole. Um, So, I'm just going to read these real quick. Um, So this is, uh, he was asked um, what he thought the worst possible psychological torture would be. He answered, (laughs) Being sat beside Liam on a 15-hour flight. It happened just the once, <laughs> going to Japan or somewhere. It's just horrible. Uh, <laughs> another one on Liam. He's rude, arrogant, intimidating, and lazy. He's the angriest man you'll ever meet. He's like a man with a fork in a world of soup.
2: Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> and I do know what he means. Do
2: you know,
0: know what I mean? <laughs> uh... This one is also about Liam I read these interviews with him And I don't know who the guy is Uh Who's in these interviews He seems really cool Because the guy I've been in a band with For the last 18 years Is a fucking knobhead
2: (laughs) Brotherly love
0: Oh Heartwarming Uh On drugs Um Didn't go into rehab like all me mates did Fucking lightweights. Know what (laughs) I mean I really like this one Uh, This is also about drugs Um, I still tell people That the Be Here Now album Is the best advertisement Against taking cocaine It goes on too long (laughs) It's smothered by its sense of self Importance The same as coke users are (laughs)
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, about the the band Keen, I feel sorry for Keen. No matter how hard they try, they'll always be squares. Even if one of them started injecting heroin into his <laughs> cock, people would go, "Yeah, but your dad was a vicar." Good night.
2: And and it's Keen. God, Keen were so terrible.
0: Yes, they were. <laughs> Speaking of ter- well, we know. Speaking of uh, bad bands, um, on Coldplay.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: the man has taken over the world. All the kids have to look up up to now are bland, faceless fucking trainee police officers. Liam should be given a knighthood. You couldn't imagine Chris Martin from Coldplay laying out a photographer for taking a picture of his kid. And, uh, finally, uh, relevantly, uh, Damon Albarn is a fucking knobber, and his guitarist, who I thought was alright, seems to think he's some intelligent superhuman being, the fucking idiot. I never met the drummer and the bassist, who I first didn't like and thought he was a cunt, turned out to be quite alright. But I don't like the music, and I don't like the singer. So. I
2: agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess that removes all uh, suspense. So, uh, Andy, well, in, go ahead and tell the, in us In the battle who of
2: Oasis picked. versus Blur, my pick would be Kula Shaker. But I'll play by the rules, and I would definitely pick Oasis, even though I would have to say that the best thing about Oasis has always been Noel Gallagher. And I like Noel Gallagher's three High Flying Birds albums more than anything in the Oasis catalog. And then, just for one last plug, I like Koola Shaker more than anything by any of these bands. They're probably my number four, number five favorite band of all time. Same era, Oasis had the fastest-selling debut album in British history until Koola Shaker came along, and their album sold faster than the first Oasis album. But then they had some issues, and the press turned against them, and they were, had to go away for a while. But um, So, obviously, Oasis, way huger. But, yeah, Oasis vs. Blur oasis 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 by a million
0: so you would raid uh high-flying birds last three albums over uh definitely maybe and what's the story morning glory
2: yeah because to be honest my favorite two oasis albums are uh the last two they did um dig out your soul and don't believe the truth i like those better than definitely maybe and what's the story of morning glory and i i like definitely maybe and what's the story of morning glory i love both of those albums and morning glory was the one that got me into oasis originally and we listened to that album a million times at the record store and it never got old for me i i still enjoy it but i like those last two better than the first two
0: huh um well i, I love uh dig out your soul for sure um
2: oh yeah man that was yeah, so good
0: yeah I, I, Personally I I might rate that above uh what's the story morning glory. Um I wouldn't rate it above, definitely maybe. Um but full disclosure, um this week I did try to uh either re listen to or listen to for the first time every Blur and Oasis album. Um and I got pretty So you close. got to all that
2: stuff in between uh, Be Here Now and Don't Believe the Truth? <laughs>
0: That the one I didn't get to, um, well, I didn't get to uh, the last two Oasis albums. But I obviously um, already loved Take Out Your Soul," so I didn't really need to listen to it again. But I well, you I, should you should definitely yeah, check out "Don't
2: Believe the Truth" it. at some point if you haven't listened to that one because yeah. it's really good. And uh, "Lila" is probably one one of the top five Oasis songs. Period.
0: Right on. Yeah, uh, I will try to get to that. Um, yeah, and that's a. Uh, a thing I think, uh, in terms of like just right out of the gate, bam bam, a start to your uh rock and roll career, um, like Oasis did really well. Like, I mean, definitely maybe has rock and roll stars, cigarettes and alcohol, live forever, yeah, there's some, there's some awesome songs, supersonic, yeah, like, no, the, the whole album is great, um, and they they backed it up. Um, like, like you can kind of like make fun of them or mock them or whatever, but like wonder wall and uh champagne supernova are like uh, staples of the radio uh, for a reason. Like,
2: Oh yeah. That's like epic nineties greatness.
0: Yep. Yeah. Those are great songs. And then like, hello is like a hell of a way to start a, an album. Um, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: It's probably don't my favorite look, song on that album.
0: Yeah. Don't Look Back in Anger is really good. Um, She's Electric's really good. Um, yeah. So, those first two Oasis albums were really great.
2: Definitely. Not um, maybe.
0: And on the blur side, um, I'm not going to spend any time defending uh, their first album, Leisure. Um, I don't think it's really that great um, I guess I would say that's kind of like their Pablo honey they weren't totally sure what they were doing quite yet um, but I think uh, modern life is rubbish, it's pretty fucking great and like the cliche is and and it's true to a degree um, that Oasis were like the rock and roll band and uh, Blur or more poppy, or like Prague, or whatever. However, derogatory term you want to use to it, like they. Uh, well,
2: Prague is not a derogatory term for me. I don't. I don't know what, what It's kind of like. Uh, I don't know.
0: I know it's not for you, <laughs> but some people do use it, and it. The way they use it as a derogatory term, it doesn't mean like you're playing like King Crimson, or uh, um, Genesis. It just means that you're not just straight ahead playing rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. To certain people. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but modern life is rubbish. It's a straight ahead, uh, rock and roll, uh, album, um, for tomorrow, um, Colin Zeal, um, star shape, chemical world. Those are all like straight up, um, great rock songs. So I really like that album. Um, and then, after that, right after that, um, they came out with Parklife, which I don't know what you think of Parklife. Um, I
2: I think that's the one I listened to recently when we were chatting about this matchup, and um, it was just like it. It was like you know I I listened to a lot of their stuff uh, just to see what it was like back when it was new in the '90s, and always my memory was being instantly. Turned off from it, aversion to it. I just didn't wasn't into it. Didn't like it, and I I think it was Park Life was the one I went back and checked out again, and it was the exact same reaction. I was like, eh, this is just bad. It's just not good. I mean, the, they're when they're at their best, it sounds like bad second rate Kinks, you know. <laughs> I'll go listen to the kinks and hear hear it done right, you know.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
2: Now, s- saying that, I did, I did enjoy Think Tank, one of their later albums. They got like heavy and found some good loud guitars. And I, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, we've got a file on you. And there was a couple other good songs that I really did enjoy on that album. And the, the funny um, thing about
0: but, that is, uh, well, let me say. First it doesn't sound all, like
2: Blur. It's not typical Blur. It's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, with yeah, me yeah. with the Stones, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, I really like Think Tank. I like it a lot. But yeah, like um, Blur fans were like, this is not Blur
1: it's not clear at
0: all um and the only difference was that um their guitarist um left and so like Damon, Damon did all the guitars on that one right yeah yeah that yeah, was the that's only not, thing that was different that. And it was still a good album I really liked well, that's it that's probably
2: how they should have they should have gone that way from the (laughs) get-go
0: well see i I completely different what what was it
2: noel said about that guitarist
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he thinks he's a genius yeah and in fact he's a fucking nobber there's probably something something to that um but i don't know like like i even love uh girls and boys like it has a good dance beat uh it's got really funny (laughs) uh ironic lyrics
2: like um, bad madness no
0: no that's a that's <laughs> a good track um park life is really good um end of the century is really good london love is really good magic america oh, this is a low that's a, right i'm sorry i i know you don't agree um but to me that's like a, a five star like classic album um and around that same time, uh, Oasis put out uh, "Be Here Now," which, uh, like the quote I just read, it did have a
2: couple. It had a couple good songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, and in fact, all around the
2: world. And yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, don't go away.
2: Yeah, and then what was the what was the super epic at the end? They actually released it as a single, like ten minute long song
0: with the title offhand
2: hold on I'll uh, tell you I'll tell you I'll tell yeah, you yeah
0: that was a good one though um, but yeah like Noel ripped it but that that was still a it was a good album um, and everything he said about it was right it every song is too long uh, they indulged
2: oh, all, well, their all ideas. around the world that was the 10 minute epic <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we already mentioned it well I guess <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, don't go away and all around the world. From Be here now are really good.
2: And do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> you know I mean.
2: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they actually named a song. Do you know what I mean? Because I say it all the time. You know what I mean?
0: That's that's a very British. It's thing a good song.
2: It was a good album opener, and then the album just like sank after that, and then picked back up at the end.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. They uh, they were doing a lot of coke, um, and they had yeah. just had. That's two. why there's a
2: what, was a Rolls Royce in the pool. <laughs>
0: yeah. They had just had two massive um, albums as their first two. two, yeah, as their first two albums in their whole career. So I'm sure they. And how thought, the fuck is like,
2: anything Blur did any match for that?
0: In terms of commercial success, no, of course not. Just in
2: terms of you know, goodness.
0: <laughs> well, I already said I think Park Life is uh, a five-star great album. Um, so, after Parklife, they put out The Great Escape, and that one, to me, is, like, a, um, just a perfect mid-90s album. Um, and you did compare them to The Kinks, and I think that's, uh, very apt. Like, uh, it's kind of that, uh, same, like, high sarcasm, um, conceit. Um...
1: Very British
0: very British, very British, and it was um, very much concerned with uh, British life um, but like every song on it um, is like sardonically perfect to me like every single one um, you if- gotcha go ahead
2: Oh I was just you know I was just acknowledging your your uh, enjoyment of the album that I can't stand.
0: Well, I mean, like, to me um, The song and video combination of the Universal Like, that's one of my favorite um, song-video combinations, like, ever Um, And Stereotypes is great Um, Country House, Charmless Man, Top Man Like, I love it, the whole thing, I love it So... Commercially, um, in terms of commercial success, yeah, they definitely um, couldn't match Oasis. Um, But up through there, I think they definitely uh, matched them artistically anyway. Um, Yeah, maybe. And then, uh, after Be Here Now, um, was Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, from yeah. oasis that had a few good tracks um go let it out that's a great song um, that is a good song yeah i really like who feels love um, is that i think
2: by uh, this album and or definitely by the next one i think um zach starkey was on the drums for an album or two in there
0: ringo was wow
2: yeah ringo's kid
0: what do you know um And I liked, uh, Roll It Over. That's a good song. Um, but there was a lot of, uh, not good stuff on that album, too. Um.
2: Yeah. Very hit and miss in the the early aughts.
0: Yeah. I I don't know the last time you listened to that album, but. Still,
2: still better than anything Blur did. (laughs) But, you know.
0: know. (laughs) Um. uh, (laughs) Yesterday I was listening to that album, and, uh the song, Where Did It All Go Wrong, came on. And I was like, (laughs)
1: Like,
0: is this Nickelback?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Well, I mean, the name of the song pretty much says it all, right? (laughs) Where Did It All Go Wrong, right here.
0: (laughs) 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 This is the moment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We've pinpointed it for you.
0: Yeah, and then uh, uh, the last one that I listened to. Uh, was Heathen Chemistry and. Heathen
2: Chemistry. It's got like maybe one or two good songs.
0: I mean, nothing. Nothing caught my ear when I listened to it. I liked
2: uh, the single, today. was cool. Fact, uh, what was just it? nothing. Oh. Um, I liked uh, The Hindu Times. That one was alright, the single.
0: Maybe. I don't, I don't even remember it enough to remember song it's, titles.
2: It's, so. it's definitely uh, probably their worst album. And amazing that they came back so strongly with Don't Don't Believe the Truth. You know, You know they have that awesome um, uh, um, biography movie, whatever you call those things. And uh, it really covers the early years good, but we don't know, you know, what was going on around the heathen chemistry to Don't Believe the Truth. Well, How did that, how, you know, how did they get back to their roots so well, you know, capture that again so well?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question because uh, they really did lose their way um and kind of uh had a little bit of a resurgence and then broke up
2: <laughs> <laughs> because Noel realized i can do this better on my own <laughs> what's funny
0: about that is that i remember um during uh well, what's the story morning glory like hubbub this was still when i was in high school there was this big story about them in Rolling Stone. Um, and like Liam and the rest of the, the band were like acting like just total jackasses, you know, um, around the reporters and everything. And, uh, Noel was like, you know, when this all calms down, I can still write songs. What do they have?
2: <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I mean,
2: <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Um, uh, on the other hand, uh, while Oasis was kind of uh, going into a bit of a fallow period, um, Blur put out their self-titled album, um, and Beetle Which Bump, one has
2: the "woohoo" song?
0: That's the one. That's the one.
2: Oh, okay. So, yep. Yeah, the 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 uh, the greatest sports woo-hoo! anthem of the aughts.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: The and, "We Will Rock You" of the aughts.
0: Yeah, that that was like their only hit in America anyway. Woo-hoo! yeah I was the only one that broke broke through
2: do any of us ever need to hear that song ever again
0: i don't nope i
2: guess it does work good and it's uh and it's you know the whole sporting place thing it does get the crowd going good and quick but i'd rather a basketball game on the
0: other hand um beetle bum that's a great song uh that's song number one um which is uh, about heroin, because I guess uh, Damon Albarn was doing heroin at the time. It has. It was uh, so chic. M O R. That's a great rock song. Um, On Your Own is good. Look Inside America is good. Like it was another uh, strong album. Um, and then Thirteen was not quite as good. Um, was he doing the Gorillas by this point? Yeah, but but uh, about the time of thirteen, yeah, that's when he yeah. uh, started to get the wandering eye there. Um, and tender was a good song. Coffee and TV is great. Um, I like caramel. The rest of the album is just kind of meh, but it was still better than uh, Oasis was doing. Um,
2: <laughs> Even chemistry, yeah, anything's better than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then at, like as we already discussed, uh Think Tank Think Tank was really good. Uh that yeah, took a while. That
2: one's got some good stuff.
0: Yeah. And then uh they actually they put out an album in twenty fifteen called The Magic Whip and it wasn't great, um, but it wasn't bad either. Um, huh.
2: Does it sound like, like their earlier stuff or does it sound like yeah. modern or what?
0: Kind of a, a compromise between the two. Um they got, a uh, said guitar player, the fucking Knobber, who thought he was a genius.
2: Fucking um, Knobber, he came back?
0: Yeah, he joined back up, um, cause they did, I probably like, won't like it then. They did, like, some cash-in touring, you know? Um, and then, while they were doing that, decided to put out an album. And it's not, it's not anything special, but it's not bad either. Um... So I guess, well,
2: you know, there, I'm sure there are a lot of diehard Blur fans, and I think it's cool that you know, even though anything new they release is not really ever going to be relevant, you know, they're putting out new music for the fans that care about it. You know,
0: yeah, it, it was all right. <laughs> I could have lived without <laughs> it. I'll put it that way. I guess the way I'm feeling it was... though,
2: I'm, I think you're going to change your mind. I th- I'm feeling you're more of an Oasis fan than a Blur fan, really.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. In fact, I was about <laughs> to. Uh, I was about to sum up my case. Um,
2: all right, all right. Sum it up. Sum it up.
0: Which I guess the way I'd put Let's it. Let's hear the is case. Let's
2: hear the final case.
0: I can understand why you don't like Blur, and I can understand why you really like Oasis. I don't really have a bad thing to say about Oasis, other than the albums that they put out that suck. Um, cause we're those pretty were bad, bad, yes. Um, but I. Re- I really like Oasis Um, But I think And I would say That Oasis's highs Like their best, best albums Were better than Blur's Best albums But they were just too Few and far between uh, In comparison to Blur Where I think besides their first album um, Blur were Pretty solidly consistent Um, They didn't put out an album ever um, that I would say is bad other than their debut. Um, so I guess it's kind of like uh, judging a player's uh, baseball hall of fame. Longevity. The peak versus uh career debate. Um, right. I'd say Blur is ahead on career value, even though Oasis would probably be uh, ahead on peak.
2: Well, to sum it up for me, uh, every Kula Shaker album is better than anything by Oasis or Blur, but Oasis uh, will still be my pick, obviously. And um, uh, yeah, High Flying Birds, I mean, whether you consider that separate or along as a part of the Oasis thing, I mean, those are three really, really strong. out. I don't know if you've listened to the newest one yet in the last year, but it was like I think it ended up like number six on my list, and if there hadn't have been so many King, Gizzard, and the Lizard Wizard albums, it probably would have been like number two on my list. So it's a it's really good album.
0: Yeah, the only uh, High Flying Birds album I listened to was uh, the first one, and I, I did really, really like it. Um, I'll probably get to the other two uh, at some point. Have you listened to uh, any of Liam's band?
2: I checked out BDI, uh, their first album, and I I thought it was okay, but nothing really that great. I think they might have put out something else before he just decided to go by his own name. I don't think I listened to any more BDI. Uh, The new Liam, I listened to the single. I was kind of underwhelmed, you know, kind of like you know I'm firmly in the Noel camp, but several people have told me it's a pretty good album, and I'll probably give it at least a skim through at some point and see if anything besides the single grabs my ear.
0: Yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened to any of <laughs> um, I do think he's a, a little bit of underrated front man. He's a bad singer, but uh, he was a
2: good, he was an entertaining front man for exactly, sure. But exactly. I like, I like Noel's voice better. So for the music, I'm going to, I like the Noel stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I definitely don't want to hear uh an entire album of songs written by Liam.
2: Um, I, I just don't see how that can be good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: But hey, if we're gonna give uh, if we're gonna give Noel uh, some partial credit for uh, high flying birds, I mean, you'd have to give uh, Damon Albarn credit for gorillas. Well, I don't,
2: you. Uh, well I, you could, but that's more of a collaboration, whereas High Flying Birds is all null. It's like, you know, full on null. Where Oasis, when they were at their best, it was pretty much all null. <laughs> so, you know.
0: Still, I mean, he had, he had a lot to do with gorillas.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know much. I, I, you know, I like, I like the hits and a few other things, but not a huge gorillas guy, so I don't know that much about them. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not main a huge, huge
0: fan. Um, it was basically like. Uh, Um, he did the lyrics and kind of wrote the uh, outline of the song Um, and then uh, like the production wizards would lay the rest down. Um,
2: I heard that first single while I was in Amsterdam so it will always take me back to wandering around the streets of Amsterdam Uh, so yeah. (laughs) Sunshine in a bag. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely give him some credit for that then. Um, Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh Actually, um, it, it seemed like a lot of people uh, didn't like this one as much as I did. And I, I like this, actually, as far as uh, Damon Albarn's stuff outside of uh, Blur. Um, I actually liked the Good, the Bad, and the Queen album like way better than uh, Gorillaz.
2: What was, it? What, was that another project or a solo album or what?
0: It was like a one-off. Um, you know Danger Mouse is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was with him. Um So
2: was that the name of the band?
0: It was the name of the band and the album. Okay, got it. And like that was that. It was just that one off thing. Um it was right at uh right after the Iraq war started. It was kinda in response to that sorta, but it wasn't like uh wasn't like all Roger Waters style, like <laughs> preachy, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was more just kind of like a, a, a mood inspired by that period. Uh, it was really good. Man, I, I
2: I loved it that people walked out and were pissed at Roger Waters on his last tour. It was
0: great. Did they? I don't I didn't even hear anything about that. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's Pink Floyd. So, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, he's the guy from Pink Floyd. Let's go see him. And then, like, he has a full-on onslaught of, you know, like anti-Trump messages on the screens behind them and there were, at every show there was at least a, some people that left and were angry about it
0: well yeah, there's always been a um, a high contingent of Pink Floyd quote unquote fans um, (laughs) who are just like frat boys and jocks and meatheads and they don't understand it at all
2: who are we, who are we doing Pink Floyd against?
0: Flaming Lips.
2: Okay, cuz I had another idea that like maybe like Sid Barrett Pink Floyd versus David Gilmore Pink Floyd versus Roger Waters Pink Floyd. <laughs> cuz I know that that might be. Uh, anyhow, we're getting off track. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Sorry about that. Off track. But um <laughs> Yeah, I think your assignment is to listen to your assignment is to listen to Cool So I'll be curious to hear your review on that and to see how, how where that places uh, among the Oasis Blur rank for you? I, I'm sure it won't, you know, it's it, they've been a favorite of mine for a long time, so, you know, it's going to be new to you, but uh, I'll, I'll be curious at, at your first impressions.
0: Um, Yeah, I think it's un, unlikely that after one week of listening to it, that I'll even know where to rank them. But
2: It's um, that good, though.
0: I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I I like that style of music, so... And when you said the word psychedelic uh pop," my ears perked up, so all right, I think we've uh exhausted the blur reverses. we didn't run
2: short this time
0: we did, definitely did not uh, <laughs> We'll be right at the uh preferred running leg um yeah, and I don't think uh
2: that's what she said
0: oh. I don't think we... Uh, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> I don't think either one of us uh, changed the other's mind.
2: No, no. I'm always yeah. just your blur. You know, yeah, I'm a little yeah. bit country, a little bit rock and roll, whatever. <laughs> <Fuck>.
0: <laughs> All right. So I think next week are we going to actually do uh, Spiritualize radio Radiohead?
2: I think we're going to talk about having a guest for that one, so I guess it'll be if the guest is available and ready, and then maybe we'll come up with an a alternate plan if they're not.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe we should do that one regardless. Anyway.
2: Uh, hey, either way, whatever. We'll figure it out. So,
0: the tentative We don't plan,
2: plan these things, people.
0: No. <laughs> this is all off the cuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> Tune in next week, and uh, it will possibly be uh, Radiohead versus Spiritualized with a guest, possibly. And if not, it might be something else. See you next time. Light up.